Hey, can we say like the Hallmark yeah. meet cute story of how you two met? It's not that cute. I was sitting in a session for a program, the Real World Black Entrepreneurship Program, and Millie was our speaker. And she started talking about how she became a casting director. And I was just like, I like this woman. So, yes. Um, and I think midway through her conversation, uh, she did actually ask us about ourselves. So we were talking about what our goals were. And she was like, hey, I think I might have something for you. And I was like, OK, I'm emailing her right as this thing ends. So I made sure to reach out to her and also tell my program coordinator that I wanted her to be my mentor. And the rest is history. <laughs> Yeah. I love and you know, what's great. What's interesting too, is when they approached me to be a mentor, I was like, oh, I have no right. I should never be a mentor. Never. I am loud. I have no filter. I am obnoxious. I am ignorant. I should not be mentoring. Well, no. And it's funny because I went in there going in the land of no, like I have no right to be mentoring somebody. Like I am still learning on my own. And you know, my other problem too, was I kept, I felt like, what if I don't have another job? What if I have nothing to show her? Right. What if like, we're not going to have practical experience and you know, she's just going to see that I'm this loud, obnoxious <laughs> person, you know? And what was great was, you know, I, you sit there and you go as a, as a woman, like I was blessed to be mentored under Deirdre Bowen. And to this day, she's still a mentor. And anytime I have a question, I can go to Deirdre and ask, you know, my question, but, and, you know, I feel really blessed too because she, my learning curve was really steep with her. I mean, it was almost a three year learning curve and she never fired me. And, you know, that's the one thing where I'm always like, girl, a woman could have fired me so hard. So many times there was no shortage of, you need to get out of this office and now going into an audition room with Deirdre Bowen is like a masterclass in acting. She, mm -hmm. if you get a chance to be redirected by her, it's exquisite. It's nuanced. It's, um, she, you're playing, it's collaborative in that room. And I really love that. And I want to be able to provide that. And I think, you know, that's the one thing that I think I was taught incredibly well was to make sure you allow the actor uh, to be able to play and to feel safe in that room. Ooh. And, um, you know, because again, you're battling against the nerves, right? I get it. You're going into a room with the Deirdre Bowen. She's the grand dame. I mean, if anybody, like, she's probably what, like, she's queen bee of casting in this country. So picturing like a mean girls queen bee vibe. And <laughs> she's just there. Oh yeah. No, she's, she's very, she can be very nurturing. She can be absolutely nurturing. And I mean, there are other times where if you're not giving her what she needs, she's going to slap you down hard. Well, you're paying money for the session. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I always talk about how, you know, for me, I'm like, it's true. Like we don't, there aren't that many, like across Canada, there are not that many uh, casting directors of color um, in the industry as a whole. Like when you think about there are many casting directors and then only a very small percentage of them are people of color. And then I was like, how do I not raise another woman of color to do, to become a casting director when we seem to have a problem? Yeah. Especially in, I would say in Toronto, I mean, as much as I, you know, you know, I've worked for many of the casting directors in this town and I have learned a lot from each of them. I mean, that's a nice thing is each experience I walked away with some type of like a lesson, whether it be mm -hmm. good, bad. 
Um, but I learned, um, and I became, I think I became a better casting director for it. You know, like every time they fired me, I was like, okay, you know, you cry, you're like, my life is over. I'm never going to cast again. And then I managed to pick myself up and go, oh my God, what did I just learn from that? Yeah. And yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so in a way that's kind of great too. So I go, you know what? We need, we just need more casting directors out there. We need casting directors that are prepared to tell stories, stories that mm. we don't necessarily know and educate, you know, also in that, what was interesting was one of, um, Rachel's peers in that program, he was from the LGBT community mm. and he spoke about how important it was for him uh, to see uh, people from that community being represented. And he said, you know, I'm so like, and then he talked a little bit about how he was angry that, you know, casting directors didn't know. They didn't, we, they, they didn't know enough about like how important you know, like specific, uh, you know, the specific representation and the specific uh, being able to tell the stories authentically. And I said, you know, and I, I was just like, I honestly don't know. Like I, first I have not had to cast many uh, right. LGBTQ roles, but I said, I also wouldn't know. I don't know. I don't, it, it, it there's, again, it's like, you know, even in the black community, there are different nuances and there are different mm -hmm. asks and different demographics and very different specifics. So same thing in the LGBTQ community where I go, I don't know, like, I wouldn't even know how to begin. And usually, you know, if I do, if a project comes to me that is LGBTQ plus, I always do that. Okay, first, have you gone to the few casting directors that do identify? First, right. Because again, I don't ever want to take a job away from somebody that actually could tell that story. Um, you know, again, it's, it's such a learning curve and you don't, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be ignorant to it. And that's the um, thing though, Millie, like if you're willing to learn, I don't think mm. that's a bad thing. Like your ignorance isn't necessarily a strike against you because if you're willing to learn, some producers will work with you and be like, okay, well, he, or the, even if you have to like consult with the writer once before you, like at the beginning of your project, I think there's so many ways to get around, around that. But what I do like want to amplify in what you just said is that yes, every community, yours, mine, other communities, they all have nuances. And if a casting director is just open <laughs> to the fact that, that those exist and it's not a monolith, it's not just, oh, I'm gonna look at this face and say, this person is this, then I think right. we'll be in a better place moving forward to to tell stories the way that, well, tell stories authentically. I was gonna say the way that we want to, but I'm not saying everybody <laughs> wants to tell them authentically because yeah. some people don't, um, but to Ooh. tell stories authentically. Some people don't care, Robin, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, that, no, I get that, I get that. I'm uh, also doing a intermission for myself out of the, of the sun. Light. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn window chats. Uh, like I'm burning. No, but it's, it, and that's the thing too, right? It, it depends on how important it is to production to be authentic. So, uh, but the, the fact that you're going out of your way to try your best to be authentic, if you don't know something, I'm just gonna bring it back to asking questions. I feel like people are so scared to ask questions now. They don't want to ask the wrong question because, you know, if they ask the wrong question, next thing you know, it's on social media and they're canceled. Oh God. But it's so important to make sure you're getting that story correctly. And I just, I wish people would be more comfortable, like accepting that they don't know everything. 
yeah. and being willing to learn. Yeah. And I think and in I remember, the same, yeah. sorry to continue your story, Mill, like in that same breath, everyone in my program, like there weren't a lot of us, but all of us in the program after Millie spoke to us, we were like, oh, that's a real one. You know what I mean? Because all the other casting directors that came and spoke to us, they gave us something, but the authentic, the just as a person being authentic, it, it felt like they were holding back. Sorry, they're gonna see this. I don't care. No, no. You know what? And I think, <laughs> but I think everyone responds to people differently too, right? No, and that's why there's because what I yeah. get at that same person, although Millie said, "I don't know any," like honestly said, "I do not know how to um, to to the specifics of the the LGBTQ community." that was the person that take it as a as a slight they were like okay mm. they appreciated what i'm saying they appreciated the fact that she was open to say that so right people pretending that like they're they oh, know things you, you get what i'm saying like yeah. and that yeah. there's they're this big expert on everything <laughs> in life doesn't do a, a story any justice like like you said, stop being afraid to ask questions. I love to ask questions because I don't know any. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, I have a lot of experience in production outside of casting, but I'm still asking questions because I want to learn more. So mm -hmm. being experienced, I was going to say old, <laughs> being experienced <laughs> shouldn't stop you from, I'm thinking, I was thinking of a specific old casting director, like being experienced <laughs> in casting doesn't mean you no longer learn, you no longer ask questions, right? Well, I mean, that's what you hope is the case, right? I think with anything in life, not just casting, like there are some people that are willing to learn and grow and other people that are, you know, set in their ways in a sense. And that is their choice. It's, I personally think it's unfortunate, but everyone can choose to be the way they want to be. I'm trying to like be politically correct with this response in case we don't edit it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I was going to say the other. I'm trying to hold it back, but anyway. <laughs> no, and that's fair. I know. I'm like, okay. I'm well, we're not going to host. I don't think we that's should good. hold back on this. Um, I was going to also say, though, what's interesting, too, about the mentorship program that Rachel, like, because Rachel ended up becoming uh, my the, the mentee. Uh, for me, I remember I needed to have a conversation with Rachel before I even agreed. Like it was like, okay, Rachel, I'm gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a, a Zoom conversation. And I remember like being so afraid to sort of tell her what my fears were about this. And I was like, what if I microaggression you? What if I say something that's so offensive to you? What if I just because again, I don't have a filter. And I just I remember thinking, I, how can I mentor her when I am just feel, like in my own, because again, when I'm in my session room or like when I'm with, the, when I'm auditioning, I, I, I mean, again, to the actors, I always want to be very politically correct and I, I don't want to offend or hurt. But again, I ultimately for me, I want them to be better. So yeah. I want to get a good performance out of them. So, but not everybody understands that. Not everybody understands that that's, or like maybe not everybody, uh, or maybe like they misunderstand uh, what I'm saying, or they, it's just, yeah, like it comes across as offensive. So that's something that I needed to communicate with Rachel at the very beginning before we did this, or before she was going to work with me for X amount of months, because I was just like... I, it's important for me to like, know that I only want great things for you. 
and yeah. I would I want to teach you, but I don't know if my teaching style methods or yeah, my style um, <laughs> is appropriate. And, you know, hopefully I will be politically correct. And that's something that at least I wanted her to know coming in mm-hmm. sort of that. Look, again, I'm not here to like just sort of berate you and, you know, but I tend to be a bit tough lovey and I tend, you know, I also I'm one of those people that if I'm not in a good mood, um, uh, you know, like, or if, like, if you like, know about it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you will know. <laughs> so no, but yeah, she has yet to offend was... me, so that's good. Yeah, and it just had to be communicated, and I think yeah. that was important. Just... I thought she I didn't with any to do it. I was like, I thought it was me. I was like, um, let me send her my resume so she can see that like I've done things. You've <laughs> done stuff, yeah. Scale, you know, so I didn't understand that. Like she was worried about herself. I thought she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna let this person into my world because let me tell you, Robin. That's the thing that stopped me from pursuing casting um, earlier because I have been dreaming of doing this since 2019 and I never really pursued it until this program, like in terms of trying to do it full time, because when I did my research on the industry, I was like, oh, so every casting director has like one assistant or two assistants, unless they're like commercial casting, they have a bevy of assistants, right? Um, so I was like, how am I going to penetrate that? Especially seeing like every website I went to, it was a white woman and her white woman assistant. You know what I mean? So it was just like, I don't think casting in Toronto is for me. So I started doing little things within my own community that weren't necessarily just in Toronto. So like working with Caribbean, um, filmmakers and I was doing that kind of part-time and I still didn't know if that was sustainable to do that full-time. So it's it's a big deal like having someone open up their shop to me to me that's like a huge deal knowing how tight the community um the casting world kind of is not kind of it is <laughs> it is and i i i just love, honestly i said as soon as i saw you two working together i just smiled because i go i don't know what's happening here but it's beautiful it's i just love the yin and yang it was so fun for me to watch and it, and that's what, like you're saying, you know, there's a white casting director and a white girl assistant, whatnot. I think it's hard because I know I always joke. I'm like a one woman team my whole life, whatever. But I think I do genuinely think it's hard to find people that mesh with different personalities. So I think, you know what, if you're, if this is your job and you mesh with a certain personality, that's I understandable. Like you have to make whatever work environment works for you. But the fact that you guys found each other and are putting together projects and creating stuff and, and doing such interesting projects and like just, I liked that you challenged yourself, Millie, with the non-union project. I'm very proud of you. Uh, but you're, you're building something and I, I commend you for it because that you're right, there isn't a lot of BIPOC casting directors, but you're, I like to think you're paving the way. And that's why you made the window chats with Robin. No, no, I mean, there's a select list. Okay. You know, I always think about, um, I always think about someone like Jean Yoon who paved the way and burned so many bridges Mm. so that we, the, the rest of the community could just soar. And I, I love that about her. Like, I love that she speaks her mind and she speaks her truth and, and, you know, 
um, there's something really extraordinary. I mean, again, she's fierce and, and she's someone that I really admire in terms of the way she's built her career. Because again, at the end of the day, there were some people that she will never be able to work with again. And she knows it. And she talks about it. And I can see where it's definitely, it hurts her. But I also love that, you know, I don't know that she'll ever appreciate what she did for the actors, the artists, the black Almost. artists, um, especially the Asian ones for sure. So, yeah. But you know what, Millie, I'm going to, you keep saying that you're getting fired and you're abrasive and you're like just putting yourself down. And I hate that about you uh, because same, same. It, it really bothers me. Uh, female empowerment, all the snaps. But I, I don't, I don't think, I think you see yourself in a, a worse light than others do. And I think your honesty is appreciated because I don't want someone kind of tiptoeing around me. I just want to know what's the issue. Amazing. Now we can work from there. Because I'm just exhausted with all the niceties of, here's the pleasantries. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm tired. What is the actual issue? And then we go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. People are definitely afraid of being honest. So it's it's it's, it's a plus. And yeah. that was the thing oh. that everyone liked about you. In our session, they were just like, she real. That's what I'm saying. She's a real one. She's real. She's real. <laughs> I know, but there are also times where, like, for example, I'm always, my fear, I was always like, don't ask questions that you don't want to know the answers to. You know, like I always think about, there are times where I want feedback from Deirdre, and I'm almost afraid to know what that feedback is, because I worry that I know. And it's almost, you know, and I I don't, you know, secretly, I think I know what it is. I mean, like, I'm my own worst enemy, so, but God, to have, like, someone that you really admire and respect tell you. You're just like, you know, no like, you know, it's funny on you than you are on yourself. I'm telling well, you, you know, what's funny is I'm, I've now gone to, I've now um, enlisted a business mentor, somebody who um, is a, a, a like business acumen. And he is, you know, he comes from a background of marketing and he's very good at what he does. He's one of the best in his, his field. And I sort of pursued him because I was like, I can't lose this opportunity And, you know, we were, we were going, we were debriefing over the fact that I had that interview, that big casting job interview. And I sort of, I, at the end of the day, um, I sort of blew it. I sort of didn't say what I should have said. Like, I didn't, uh, I think I was too honest. And um, even she had said, the casting director had said, yeah, you're a little too honest. But what was interesting about that was he said, he didn't go, he didn't say like, he said, so what have we learned from this? And I love that it was, oh, okay. Because he goes, you know that I wouldn't have hired you either. I, was like, I know, I know, I know. But he goes, okay, what did we learn? What have we learned that we can, you know, sort of going forward, how can we help you help yourself? And, and you know, and so that we don't repeat that. And I just thought, yeah. Oh. Like, and again, part of what I like about him is that, again, he comes, he's not in our business, per, like, pro, like he's not, it's not, you know, he's not a casting director. And I, there's and so he, many similarities. I know we're not talking about actors, but I, I intentionally don't want to right now because there's so many similarities to what casting directors are going through that actors don't know about. And actors are beating themselves up. Oh, why did I do this take? Why did I submit this one? Why did I say this in the room? X, Y, and Z. So it's just everyone is their own worst enemy, no matter where you are yeah. in no. the industry. But you know what? I also, I often think that cast, like being a casting director is no different than being an actor. Yeah. Um, you're only as good as the last job you did. Um, 
you have we have to go in for job interviews um you know you have to you have to hustle um i mean again it's not nearly as vulnerable as what a performer does when you know a performer has to come in and 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 become something uh and and you know performance i mean again i would never say that but i always go you know ideally i'm 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 hustling just as hard as an actor is hustling you know i think for me if anything i always do the as a casting director what can i do to become a better casting director like in terms of my own skills how you know i always say to actors you need to be coaching you need to watch film and television you need to do this you need to read you need to this this and this that's great because again that is something that's very tangible for you you can go take a class you can go and watch you know like you can watch you know uh film and tv you can watch youtube videos about acting and act you know actors give master classes etc but i'm like what it, what how does a casting director hone their skills or chops and so for me yeah you know, for me one of them was i really there's a casting there's a an acting coach that i really adore and admire so for me i went to him and i said i need how i need and i remember sitting just going i'm going to audit your class it's important for me to just sit in and and i want to hear how you're speaking to the actors because mm. sometimes i feel like i'm not speaking to them well or i'm not how a like i'm how can i be better at getting a performance because again i'm not an actor i've never trained as an actor i so for me it's how do i get a perform how do i actors you know how do i speak actor how do i because in some of my direction is very not playable um i remember um i was in a casting i was working for a, a casting director at the time and um this really really a really wonderful working actor came into audition and i was giving her direction and the direction was taking a little bit long like i was like do i even know what i'm saying like am i speaking out of my ass what's happening and i remember she you know i, I don't even know that she took the note i think she just did something different <laughs> so which is fine i think ultimately you know ultimately when you when you think about a direction it's just do something different or give us something right. different you know um or can you take direction can you mm. hear what i'm saying but what was interesting was she went back to her agent and she told the agent that i did not give her good direction and then she went and then the agent went to my boss and the boss was like what happened with that actor and i was like yeah i just couldn't i i couldn't be i wasn't coherent i couldn't mm. tell her what i really wanted and it it just became a jumble of thoughts and it, it it was it became like a five minute sort of direction when it really could have been just two words and i just it was like and i always think about that actor every time she comes into my room because i'm like oh my god do you think i'm just like do you think i'm horrible do you think i'm like do you think i'm like yeah i mean the nice but thing really, is she's gone like, on to be very successful but i also go holy crap i like i don't want to you know all I can think of, at least that actor knew that the direction was confusing because all I can think of is the number of actors that would have gotten that direction, left the room and cried being, I didn't understand Millie's five minute direction. I'm a failure. I'm giving up acting, you know? So it's very interesting to know that you go, no, it wasn't the best direction uh, versus what actors would perceive as, oh my God, why didn't I understand this direction? What's wrong with me? I need to take more classes. And so it's, 
it's the communication component that I'm fascinated by.